This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The Sport Crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not. You got your gazpachos, your flatel soups, your fuzz, your ramens. There's a whole wide world of soups out there. But what if I completely blew your mind right now? And what if I told you soup? It doesn't exist. This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal. So what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog Is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Air, and I'm your host, Nicole Hendizada. And today we're we're not having a typical debate, right? Like we're not doing waffles versus pancakes. We're no. not talking about if boneless wings or wings. No, we're not. We're talking about a greater existential concept that's very important to me. And that, Nicole, is that there's no such thing as a soup. I'm so upset. There, why are you upset? Because I come here and I'm expected to do a job. And then you <laughs> you fling this in my face 20 minutes before I'm supposed to come and sit down and do my job. And you say, hey, did you know that soup doesn't exist? And I'm like, ugh, not this again. I, I do kind of think it's hilarious that like, you know, your background is in like food styling and recipe development. And yes. you've worked in CPG companies and you've done a lot of different things. Uh-huh. And then also now we're just like, hey, so uh, Josh has this completely insane idea that doesn't make any sense. Do you want to co-host a podcast? And you're just like, yeah, that seems like a thing I was prepared <laughs> to do after like, you know, uh, I don't know, making mac and cheese, you know, to scale for thousands of boxes <laughs> at Walmart. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, here we are. So my whole thing about why soup does not exist this actually came about because when we were doing the podcast about best pizza styles with mm-hmm. Amanda Hesser, who was such a lovely guest, she we had really we had an opinion casserole where someone said, soup is not a meal. And that got me thinking because obviously you and I enjoy soups like pho and ramen. We eat them a yeah. lot in the office. But when this person said, soup is not a meal, I knew what they were referring to, right? They were referring to like a Progresso can of minestrone or tomato mm-hmm. soup or something okay. like that. But that could fill you up. Oh, you'd take a lot of tomato soup to really fill you up. Really? No. I can eat like a bowl of tomato soup and I'm happy. But you would consider that like a meal, tomato but soup. also I ate a three-pound burrito in like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we yes. found out there was, there was about a pound of beef in each of those burritos <laughs> that we ate. They were good, though. I slurped that down <laughs> like it was my job. It was real good. And it literally was to that day. But the point is, this person is saying soup is not a meal. And that led me to think about the fact that our definition of soup is so, so, so broad because it can range from something like a tasteful shot of gazpacho that you sip at a wedding in Temecula. Okay. To a giant 3,000 calorie bowl of ramen, meaning that the term soup is kind of useless. And this is actually coming from a very real place. Uh, There's a very famous phrase. I believe BBC actually has a podcast produced based on this idea. That is, there's no such thing as a fish. Stephen Jay Gold is a biologist, and he is famous for this notion that there is no such thing as a fish. Meaning that fish do not share any sort of common biological ancestor. Technically, if there's any biologists or taxonomists or whatever out there, they'll say that, yes, they do, but also things that are not fish have that same biological ancestor as well. Anyways, point is, a salmon is more closely related to a camel than it is a hagfish. However, Yeah, that's crazy, right? Because hagfish, they don't have jaws, and salmon develop jaws, and the only commonality- But they're underwater. That's the only commonality, right? Is that they're underwater, which is to say the only commonality in soups. Do they have fins? No, hagfish have no fins. Do they have gills? 
I don't even know if hagfish have gills. They like don't have eyes. They're just these like gross. What? They literally they have they're one of the only animals, maybe the only animal to have, or I think lampreys also have teeth but no jaws. Okay. We got a live hagfish in the studio once. They're fished off the coast of California. They're these prehistoric nightmares. But the point is, they're both classified as a fish because they kind of just like live underwater and they lay eggs, which is the same way that soups are classified together as soups because they are like liquidy foods. Right, I but just I don't think it's a hagfish. Big mistake, dude. They're brutal. Also, apparently, they're really delicious, though. Okay, it's a big. Uh, there's a. It's like an eel. Yeah. So or... you're telling me an eel isn't related to a salmon? Not only that, Nicole, an eel is not even related to a hagfish. What are you saying? Hagfish to me right have now? no bones. And eels have, like, hagfish are invertebrate, I believe this to be true, and eels are vertebrates, which is one of the earliest sort of, like, splits in evolution and biology. We're going to get, like, actual smart people in the comments who are just like, everything you're saying is wrong. And that's fine, because I'm not here to debate evolutionary biology. Certainly not here to debate evolution. Boy, do I know nothing about that. All I know <laughs> is when I see a video of a chimpanzee doing stuff, just, like, throwing its own poop eating a banana, I'm like, yeah, I could, see, I could see how I was that. Have you heard of Travis the Chimp? No, what does Travis the Chimp do? Travis the Chimp was a famous chimpanzee that was in like film, movie, beloved by his family and neighbors. And then one time he attacked his owner's friend because she was holding his Tickle Me Elmo doll. This is right right off the dome. And I don't know how I remember this factoid, but... Uh, he w- she was holding his Tickle Me Elmo doll, which he loved very dearly, dearly and then attacked her face <laughs> and limbs. And she, like she had to get like 50, like 15 surgeries and like it really sucked. This is I shouldn't be laughing, but th- there is always a small part of me that like when someone has like a very wild animal as a pet and then something bad happens, I- I'm always just a little less sympathetic. Yeah. There's a very upsetting, to me at least, TikTok video that everyone, including my girlfriend who sent it to me, seems to think it's very cute. This is, uh, the, mon- the monkey's name is uh, Gaten. This is on TikTok. And there's a video of a woman who has a domesticated, tiny, maybe it's a capuchin monkey, mm-hmm. and this monkey is wearing a diaper, and it's hopping around her kitchen, and it's just screaming, going, ah, 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 and the monkey climbs into the fridge and grabs a thing of ready whip that is about the size of this tiny monkey's oh body, gosh. and the monkey's just screaming, ah, ah, and it's shaking the ready whip, and this woman's like, oh, Gaten, you want some... You want some whipped cream, and this monkey just continues to shriek, and she sprays whipped cream into this monkey's hands, and he starts devouring it, this, like, man-made processed sugar food, and this monkey is just screaming with a bloodlust for ready whip whipped cream. And to me, I'm like, how has man polluted nature so much that they just had this tiny monkey in a diaper just screaming and fiending for whipped cream? Yeah, Travis was on the Maury Povich show. (laughs) Did Travis cheat on his fiance and get a paternity test on the Maury Povich show? Uh, no, I think it's one of those like, like I have a weird thing about me. Can you guess what it is, audience? And they're like, you have a tail or you have a chimpanzee. And then the audience votes and then it's revealed. Oh, God. Well, what are, soup. What we got to get soup? back to soup. We got to get back to soup. My point is there is no such thing as a fish because it is such a broad term that is not meaningfully describing things that are so far away from each other in evolution in the same way that to me the term soup means nothing because if all it describes is liquidy foods, that can encompass anything from gazpacho to Polish fruit soup to a large bowl of ramen. To me, the term soup is absolutely meaningless. There is no such thing. I would go further, Nicole. To say that there is no such thing as a beverage. Josh. I don't believe we can separate foods based on on levels of moisture. 
I firmly believe that. Josh, you literally had a TikTok <laughs> concept called Name That Soup. Yeah. So you're trying to tell Look, me that. We live in a society. Yes, <laughs> we do. Go on. Go no, on. no, go on. Please take the floor. The floor is yours. I'm saying that I am using the tools that people have given me, right? Like, obviously, I know that people recognize the term soup. I don't think it's right. What? So, like, if I go to a diner, I'm not going to be like, hey, soup doesn't exist, but give me that French onion liquid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so what is the point of this? What What is your point here? What are you trying to do with this prompt? Okay, uh, that's actually a great point. And that you should probably ask me that question anytime we, like, pitch an episode. <laughs> just like, hey, Josh, what are you trying to do? What's the point of all this? My thing is, I I do believe that through a very, like, America-centric lens, mm-hmm. we tend to disrespect soup. And I, this is actually okay. where I'm going with this, and I ab- absolutely okay. believe this, right? And so we get people who are in the opinion casserole thing saying, like, hey, soup isn't a meal, while discounting the importance of soup. Like, would you argue that soup is more important in damn near every other culture but America? No, I think soup is important in America. Do you? Like, I mean, yeah. if you just think about I feel like um, we don't the, eat nearly enough soup compared to the entire world. Well, that's because we also live in California, and it's a very beautiful, lovely, temperate climate. But people are sucking down chowder. <laughs> They're sucking down chowder, but chicken noodle. I'm thinking about like you know, kind of split pea, split pea and ham. Yeah, you ever had a what is that soup? Tortilla, chicken tortilla soup from CPK. I see. Why does it always come back to CPK? Because I love CPK. But no, like you know, the idea of making a soup is that you are typically using every single part of an animal, right? Like if you okay, I see Korean kamjatong, right? It's made with like the goat neck. And stuff, and I think in America we're like yeah, typically kind of afraid of using maybe like the off parts of animals or what we've deemed off parts. So I just want people to like reconsider the idea of soup and not uh, infantilize it. I don't know? think soup is infantilized. I think it's commodified in a very specific way because whenever people think of soup, most people in America will just think of Campbell's. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Soup is much more commodified in the United States. I don't think it's. What'd you say? Infantile? Infantilized. I don't think it's infantilized and I don't think it's like not as like respected. I just think people have just had their soups canned in BPA filled containers their whole lives. I found out until the 1920s, Campbell's sold canned turtle soup. What? But it's not real turtle soup. No, no, real turtle soup. No way. Yeah. So Campbell's used to have real turtle soup that. that apparently was like... Turtle soup was really popular in, like, one colonial times in America because there was, like, tons of snapping turtles and that recipe made its way back to Britain. Uh, and then people just got sick of having to, like, break down turtles. Naturally. Having to fabricate these turtles because yeah. can you imagine? No. R- killing a turtle and ripping it out of a shell sounds brutal. And so, like, Campbell's in the 1920s was just like, yo, we can just make giant batches of this turtle soup, put it in cans, start selling it. Interesting. Uh, and then they did and everyone was like, yo, honestly, now that it's in a can, like, that's pretty gross. Yeah. And then they stop. But I would love, I know we do the discontinued snacks on GMM. You want to try to find a, I think a can of turtle soup? I think it's worth it. I think if we can find it. a can of turtle soup from the 1920s. I'll try to pitch it. Someone's depressed. I mean, when I cleaned out my grandma's someone's cabinet. Someone's depressed family member? <laughs> no, I was going to say depression era. Oh. <laughs> someone's <laughs> depressed uncle has been hoarding it for a hundred years. It's the only thing I care about anymore. No, I was saying when I cleaned out my grandma's cabinet when she moved, I like legitimately found spices that expired 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Multiply that by five, you got someone's grandma out there got to have a can of Campbell's turtle soup. I did believe you, this. Did you know that uh, my mom has a <laughs> has a can of, not a can, it's a jar of pickled vegetables <laughs> that are the same age as me under her bed? 
Is it, uh, is this for, for good luck? Yes. Really? Like, and then like whenever I think I get married or I give birth to my first child, we're going to pop that stuff open, buddy. Are you going to eat it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's fermented. Yeah. But I mean, like, you don't have any, any sort of worries about. No, we've been doing it for like centuries. (laughs) Wait, is this like an actual tradition? Yeah. I mean, not not just like your mom or your family specific. No, no, no. It's a very common thing. It's torshi. Well, it's, it's pickled vegetables or we do garlic a lot of the time and it's like the liquid is black. It's oh my black. god! It's a black liquid, and then you take it out, and it's like this beautifully pickled garlic clove, and it's like it's really old, but it's really good. So like, maybe, I don't know. Let you know when I pop that one open. When <laughs> Bring you... some into the office. I'm so yeah, excited. It's for It's really that. interesting. It's like under her under her bed. <laughs> Back but what to does soup. this have to do with soup? Back to soup. So not only do I not believe soup exists, I that got me thinking. Like. What can be the base minimal definition of a soup, right? Especially if we consider it like noodle soups. And this whole. I don't think we should consider a noodle in the soup as being a defining factor. But I mean, to me, that makes it like a large meal. But I guess you could do the same with potatoes or any sort of starch yeah. that could be a big enough bowl of soup to constitute mm-hmm. a meal. Yeah. That was like the original question that was posed that really got me thinking of okay. soup is not a meal. I guess that wasn't a question, it was just like a very weird demand. It's like soup is not – I imagine this person got served soup as a meal and they were very angry and for some reason we were their outlet, which I really respect that we've become that for people. Thank you for making us your official sounding board of bad food opinions. We are your punching bags. <laughs> it's fine. So what constitutes soup? Yeah. Uh, what's like what's like the minimal – Something plus water. So you were talking about – I was thinking about really watery pastas because you talked about during our pasta shape episode uh-huh. your, your food – it was a culinary professor, right? Yeah. Yeah, how he would like add like a chef, chef, culinary that's the one. professor, yeah, culinary. I didn't go to culinary school. To me, it's like Hogwarts. Yeah, like professor of potions. Yeah, like your professor of sauces. You sauce doctor. Sauce. <laughs> doctor Sauce sounds like a really dope trap step DJ. I was that gonna I would say that to. sounds like a good DJ name. Um, but no, you mentioned him pouring the water into the pasta. I know that's just to loosen up the sauce. But then that had got me thinking about the last time I went to shout out to Little Tony's, the official Italian American restaurant of me. Uh, little Tony's, when you're here, you're Italy. That's the catchphrase I made up for them when I was like... Uh, where is Little Tony's? Little Tony's is in North Hollywood. It's on the corner of Vineland and Lancashire, I believe. I've been. Oh, my God. You got to go. They sell like uh, $13 bottles of wine. Don't know how they make money on it, but it's great because everyone at the table can just get a whole one. And then they sell like $9 spaghetti. And for some reason, their veal parmesan is cheaper than their chicken parmesan. I don't know the economics of this place. But That's crazy. <laughs> they have that giant yellow sign that just has like, it just says like ravioli, lasagna, spaghetti. And like, you know, the like eyes are missing from ravioli. Anyway, it's just like What is this revolt. magical place? This, this place sounds is, like Narnia. It's fantastic. And it's the type of place, which is, I'm getting to a point here. When you order the spaghetti, right? They're not sauteing it in the sauce thing. Little Tony's ain't got time for that. You paid $8 for it. So they take the spaghetti straight from the water. Okay. Slap it onto the plate. And then put some like watered down tomato sauce on it so the bottom of every bowl of spaghetti is at least a half cup of kind of pinkish tomato water okay so that's soup is what you're trying to tell me last time i was eating it i ate the last bit of this spaghetti with a soup spoon nicole you telling me that that's a soup no dude. what separates that from robin and what is it called tony P's? no no, no little tony's tony <laughs> with an eye tony with an eye that's why you get confused to make a reservation. Tony with an eye. but here's the thing i think the son from little tony's took over like the bar area and he just calls it like cool tony's or something oh like cool guy tony's <laughs> yeah, yeah i've they- driven past this place i'm looking at the door it's very familiar to me 
Oh my gosh. I, I playfully crap on it. I genuinely love Little Tony's. When Trevor helped me move, I took him to Little Tony's. That's nice. It was the loveliest time. Why don't you take but me But they got watery spaghetti soup. We can't go anywhere. <laughs> World shut down. I'll take uh, you to no, a park and we'll Josh, sit on a bench. Josh, I mean... <laughs> I feel like I tell you this at least once every three podcasts. Yeah. It is the intent of the person serving the meal. But 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 but, but what is the what exactly is the intent of a soup? It Think is about that one. It is it is a liquid. How much liquid got to be there? Wet. <laughs> just, just wet enough. Wet. wet enough. Okay, like it's not a sauce. Sauce and soup okay. are two different things. Can we agree on that? I I believe I would agree. If with I warm that. up a bowl of ranch. And I give it to you. Is that a soup, or is that I'd a warmed up? I'd eat bowl? it, but it's a it's a bowl of warmed up ranch. Probably, it might actually be a custard if you really break it yeah. down. <laughs> but 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 have you ever had someone make <laughs> their famous tomato soup from scratch and you taste it and you go, oh yeah, that's called marinara. That um, to me is a very there's a lot of crappy lunch places around here that sure. we order from where their tomato soup is indistinguishable from a pasta sauce. Yeah, I guess. But at the so same time, so when does that, that tomato soup become a sauce? Whenever it's paired with something else, or it's being dipped in something else. But if you say just get a side of marinara dipping sauce that we've both agreed can be indistinguishable from a hypothetical place's tomato soup, let's say oh lemonade in Burbank with your <laughs> marinara ass tomato soup. <laughs> I actually really like it. It's man. good. Yeah, I like eating a bowl of marinara too, but it's a sauce. No, it's if you, good. Stop. If you go to the Olive Garden and you get a side dipping sauce of marinara, but the breadsticks never come, and you're eating that with a spoon, have you had a bowl of soup or have you had a bowl of sauce? The intent was for it to be a sauce, of course, to dip the breadsticks in, but it's indistinguishable. If someone switched that out at the last minute with a bowl of soup from lemonade, have you eaten a soup or a sauce? Is this a Schrodinger well, soup situation, Oh, my Nicole? God, this is, is Schrodinger that... soup. This is literally Schrodinger soup is what you're trying to do to me right now. It's not happening. The soup is both alive and dead. This is more of a Pavlov's dog situation <laughs> where when I hear the word soup, I just go, huh? <laughs> or? Or? No, I, I, again, again. I think tomato soup is one of those things that, you know, it's a little muddy. It's a little confudito <laughs> for the guests at the table. <laughs> okay. Tomato soup and marinara sauce, very similar. They can be interchangeable. So I'll give you that. Okay? Thank you. But I'm not going to say if you put a bowl of sweet chili sauce and I give you a spoon and I say enjoy your soup, you're going to just eat it and no say, okay, that's soup. What about Polish fruit soup? What about it? So we we had or you I act like I do anything on on GMM anymore. You do stuff. I no, do stuff. Do I do stuff. stuff. But you you made the Polish fruit soup. Yeah. Right. It was like a kind of thin, sweet, milky liquid. Yeah. It was fruits. like a creamy soup. Yeah, but like that is explicitly called a soup, right? In Poland and both what we refer to it as. But I'm thinking about this um, Vietnamese dessert called Che Thai. Have mm-hmm. you ever had this? It's no. like. Sweetened coconut milk with various like fruit jellies in it and also fresh lychee okay. and stuff. But like that would not be considered a soup to most people. It's simply like a dessert that happens to be liquidy. And also you tend to like drink it. Like at what point does a sweet soup like that, which we both agree are it's reasonable volume. soups. Maybe it's the volume of the container in the container that is being served in. Are there any other foods that once they go into a different container, they kind of change constitution and cease to be that food? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think right now. So, I was going to say cereal, but cereal soup. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to tie ourselves um, in so many lo- logical knots <laughs> with our previous episodes. No, no, I don't think there's another food that can like change like that. No, I'm I've, saying no. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah, don't, no. I don't believe that to be yeah, no. the case. No, <laughs> yeah, no? Yeah, no. No? Yeah, no. no. Here's the thing. Okay. Uh, if you look back at the cereal is soup yes. debate, Where you right? ruined my thought process. I ruined your thought process. Yeah. But now that I look at that, we were never debating is cereal soup. What were we debating? We were merely debating does soup exist we just didn't know it yet okay so this is like the more advanced version yeah so we can what's the i'm I'm probably gonna butcher this any philosophy people out there come at me bro but the idea of like reductio ad absurdum the idea of you can hold on hold on if you like break an (laughs) argument down and get someone to agree to an absolutely ridiculous premise okay you kind of show that the whole thing is shot that the whole concept is also absurd so this idea of if you Break the concept down so much and get someone to agree that cereal is soup. Cereal is absolutely not soup. That's crazy. Yeah, it you can't is. go to a diner, go give me a bowl of soup. You get a bowl of frosted flakes. No. It's ridiculous. It's one of those things you know on the inside. You don't have to let everyone know on the outside. It's a secret for you and nobody else. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah, you ever had? Se- <laughs> have you ever had a secret before? It's like that friend that you're like watching Ancient Aliens with, and you're just like, man, I these people love are Ancient what? Aliens. Have you ever seen Naked and Afraid? <laughs> no. Naked and Afraid is the best show ever. It's just People in the freaking jungle in the Arctic tundra and they're naked and you're like, what are you doing here, buddy? And they're like, my name is Heather. I've been a survivalist for six months. And she's like dying of like typhoid fever in the rainforest. And you're like, Heather, you need medical attention. Sorry. <laughs> you ever had that friend where you're like talking about how crazy conspiracy theories are? And then you're like, yeah, it's like someone believes that like, I don't know, aliens built the pyramids. And then they just go like, oh, well. I mean, if you actually look at the archaeological, and it's like, oh, no, you're oh, one of no. them, too. That's like the cereal of soup thing. You just keep it bottled inside so your friends never think you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, okay. Josh, soup is real. It exists. What I'm no. trying to No, yeah. Soup is real. <laughs> the, the sky is blue. The pyramids were silos for storing grain. Dr. Ben Carson said that as he was falling asleep at the podium. No, I... <laughs> To, to take this even further, what? there is no such thing as a beverage. Yeah, There's, there is. Absolutely this, not. I'm there holding up merely, my can of water. That is that is water. I think water may be the only beverage Listen because it does not have nutritional content. <laughs> I think only diet What did Coke, I just slurp? What did I just slurp? <laughs> a beverage. Let the record show that Nicole slurped liquid death water out of liquid death. Come sponsor our podcast. Um, but uh, we really do love it. What a fantastic product. Good water. I think the only... Beverages. Hold on. Stay with me here. <laughs> okay, I'm right here. I'm Stay right with here. me. Here. This is gonna going get a little anywhere. wonky. Are calorie free and no sodium. Even some water does have sodium in it. But I think anytime there is nutritional content in anything, that that is a food. And I think liquid foods, as you separate them based on your needs and wants, are under that umbrella. Because okay, so think about this, right? Um, consomme, right? Beef consomme. Yeah, yeah. That's a soup. You mean bone broth? Bone broth. But yeah, I love bone. Broth. Is that a soup or a beverage? Bone broth? Yeah. Both. It's just, it's just both? Well, I think you'd have to subcategorize Again, it. I think it's how it's served. Like if I'm having it in a bowl with a spoon, it's a it's a soup. And if I'm having it in a coffee cup with a little like <laughs> – if I'm having it in like a coffee cup, like from an artisanal butchery, like yeah, then it's <laughs> – 
and it's this beverage. But you and I have both been to so many fancy food events, right, uh-huh. where they're serving like individual, very small portions of things. But that's because kn- they can't, and that's because they have no other they're way of serving it. They're putting soups in cups that you're meant to sip. Okay, but there's is no that a other, beverage or a soup? But there's no other way to serve it. Because Stella Artois was the official beverage, and so if this soup is a beverage, Stella Artois, Stella Artois really did sponsor a lot of these food they events. Sure in LA. Did, yeah. I took home so much free Stella yeah, Artois. Yeah, me too. No, no, I, got, I took home like sunglasses. I, had, I have a pair of Aperol Spritz sunglasses. <laughs> And a bandana. I miss these fancy food events. They're They're so fun. fun. But you see what I'm saying? Like, there's such a fine line that's very hard to distinguish, which is why I think we need to do away with those categories altogether. No, no. I just think you're trying to take the piss, man, right now. I think you're just trying to rile me up and get me to say stuff that so I can agree and you can just make me another cult member of yours. I'm not interested, Josh. I'm not coming over to your soupless cult. I'm not taking part in this. The cult of radical consumable inclusionism because, okay, so the broth thing, right? Broth. Bone broth being a super beverage. Who really knows what it is? I would consider that a soup. Campbell's, right? We agree they're in the business of making soup. Yes. Right? Campbell's a soup company. Yes, You've it heard is. the phrase Campbell's soup? Yes. You've seen the the uh, Andy Warhol painting of the Campbell's soup. Why is your tone so <laughs> Why is your tone so serious all of a sudden? Did I do something wrong? No. Did I call you a cult, cult leader and I hurt your feelings? No, I do think that you and I both together could start a pretty good cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the cool ones. One of the cool yeah, ones. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the cult in Venice. Uh, I probably, should, probably shouldn't name them lest we get sued, but I think they disbanded. But... Anyways, look up the whole article. They were illegally selling kombucha. Um, <laughs> anyways, Campbell's, right? We can all agree that they're in the business of making soup. Yes, yeah, I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Campbell's launched a campaign back in, I believe, the 1960s. And it was a, it was that very Mad Men era type, you know, magazine ad where okay. it's just like a large illustration and a couple words. And it was of a Campbell's can of beef broth being poured over ice. And I thought initially when I saw this that it was like to make a cocktail, which is, what is it, like a bulldog or... So they're, they're like cocktails that use beef bouillon, right? And you'll put that in Bloody Mary's Never have I ever heard of that before. Oh, really? No. Oh, dude, it's good. Like vodka, beef bouillon, horseradish. What? Yeah. What What are you talking? I've never I, had that before. Oh, I would dude, love that. Dank. I would love a savory cocktail. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the concept of a Bloody Mary, just like less tomato. So tired of these fruity-ass cocktails. Like, <laughs> give me these, some beef tails. Yeah, give me some beef and whiskey. I did have, uh, I did have a, uh, I think it was a, what? It was at Bavel and it had lamb fat bourbon in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it called? What was it? That's so funny because at, at their other restaurant, they did a ham fat mm. washed uh, uh, bourbon in a glass. It was really good. Yeah, get, put, put more pork, put more animal fat in your cocktails. It was delicious. Okay, sorry, backtracking, continue. <laughs> this Campbell's ad that showed a can of beef broth being poured over ice and it was not for a cocktail. It was simply, hey, pour your beef broth on ice and drink it. It's refreshing. So they literally tried to take this soup and then just remarket it as a beverage. It didn't change its actual, you know, chemical makeup at all in the process. It was merely Campbell's trying to tell you that you could enjoy this in a different way, but putting it in a completely different subcategory going from soup to beverage, which is why to me that there should be no lines. It's the container that you're giving it in. I'm telling you, unless you're going to fancy events. Because you can't afford spoons. <laughs> the difference between a soup and beverage is a container that you are given it to consume in insofar as you can afford spoons. Yes. 
It's so funny because it's true. And all those fancy events, they're trying to cut costs so much that yeah. they're just like, uh, we buy a thousand spoons. That's an extra like 80 bucks at Smart and Final. Yeah, and, I can't like, afford that. Gotta they're they're, already, that not pay, they're yeah. already not paying us for this event. Yeah. But like if any famous person walks by, we're going to put some caviar on top of their uni yeah. tostada. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. God, I miss that. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you now, man. I don't think me and you are going to re- – I think we've reached an impasse in our brains. Like you can tell me blank doesn't exist. But if I see a bowl of it, it exists to me. Yeah, I'm still going to scroll to the soup section on the Postmates. Yeah, like, you know soup is you know? real. You're just trying to make a point right now. Yeah, I just I think soup has been uh, infantilized by a lot of people, especially in America, because we have this very insular notion of what soup is. Like when this person said soup is not a meal, I feel like they were picturing, you know, a small cup of, say, like thinned out French onion or beef and barley from a diner or something like tomato soup. Whereas there's a whole gigantic broad world of soups out there, which to me also includes stews. If you're going to insist that soup exists, stew is simply a soup. Absolutely not. But come on! Absolutely oh not. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there on the internet. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are, are Like Casserole. Dubstep, dubstep, bomb. Um, that was more Inception trailer than than dubstep, to be clear. Wasn't that cool um, how I did the mic thing? No, it was good. It. Yeah, Maggie, was that cool? Did you get that? Oh, cool. thumbs up. Maggie got it. Awesome. Uh, also, speaking of dubstep, <laughs> I'd like to issue a, a slight apology for an, for an episode of Mythical Kitchen. This is where I've decided I'm going to start doing these apologies. <laughs> uh, when I mentioned Casper and Rusko being the godfathers of dubstep, and I forgot to mention Benga. Um, Benga, uh, Benga yeah, is, is also a godfather. Dubstep. And I was always a Rus- Rusko girl. Me too. I, was, I mean, Ru- <laughs> Rusko girl? was a Rusko girl. And they have Visco girls now. We had we Rusko, Rusko girls. girls I was going to make that joke right now, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Same brain. I just talk too fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We got at Showerhead Cholula is, quote, Mexican hot sauce for white people. Tapatio or Valentina is where it's at. I've been saying this for years. I, I don't. Cholula is legitimately from Mexico, it's from Chapala. Um, Tapatio has a very interesting story behind it. And you used to work with Tapatio, right? I loved, I, before I worked for them, after I worked for them, I've always loved Tapatio hot sauce. It's one of the, it's like top five for me any day of the week. I also love Tapatio. Tapatio for me is the, the king of breakfast hot sauces. For some reason, just the taste of Tapatio on a breakfast burrito. Uh Cholula is a little bit more aesthetic. Tapatio has got more of that like kind of bitter chili heat. Mm -hmm. I dig on Valentina too, but to me it's between Tapatio and Cholula. Um, but it's kind of crazy, the history behind Tapatio. Um, it was, you know, Tapatio is the slang term for residents of Guadalajara. Yeah. Which is the biggest city in the state of Jalisco. And I always assumed that Tapatio was like a Jaliscan style hot sauce or something. That's why it was called that. It was made by someone from Guadalajara. Uh, it was not, actually. There were just a lot of Jaliscan immigrants in the United States. And it was a businessman from Mexico who was like, I'm just going to give this a name that I think will be very marketable to the immigrants who are living in the United States right now. So I'm going to call it Tapatio because I know there are a lot of Jaliscans in the States. Uh, and so I always thought that was just like really interesting. It'd be like, you know, if uh, there was some like authentic brand Texas chili that was marketed to people in France and it was made by a dude from Seattle. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of the same yeah. relationship. Uh, but yeah, man, there's no time for hot sauce in fighting. I'm not the biggest Valentina fan. I feel like it has a little bit of a bitter note to it at mm-hmm. the end. I also think Cholula's like not bland. It's just very one note to me in terms of hot sauce. Cholula's basic in a way that I don't dislike. 
Yeah. You know? it's, I'd, I'd much rather have Tapatio over Cholula any day. Yeah, yeah. Agreed on that. At Wood Flannery says, I dip my steak in applesauce. It's not done. I also dip chicken tenders in my applesauce. I also crush crackers into my applesauce. My applesauce hates me. I also hate you. What is wrong with <laughs> no, you? No, 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 no. Yeah, we don't hate anyone. For okay, their food I don't opinions. like your food. Okay, I don't like your food opinions. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I think that can be. This is pretty. This is wild. This, this is a little is, bit too much. This is an outlier. This is. This Who is are you trying to impress? Applesauce deep. Man? Chicken tenders and applesauce. I, I can't see that. Applesauce is kind of like an unseasoned chutney. Uh, fun, a little fun fact. Hey Nicole, do you want a fun fact? I'd love one. Thanks. <laughs> you know the uh, the tamarind chutney that's often served at Indian restaurants. Sure. Right? Yeah, it comes next, like the very herby green chutney. Uh-huh. Um, most places to save on costs uh, because you kind of have to offer that as like a free thing if you're going to be an Indian restaurant in yeah. the states. Most places to save cost will not use tamarind, and they will use apple butter. Interesting. Instead, I love. Ta- I think tamarind has such a specific taste that apple butter can't really. Apple Maybe butter plus cuts- citrus. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Wow, no, I've you know I've never really experienced that. So maybe I haven't. I haven't known. But tamarind is so specific to me mm-hmm. in terms of taste, color, texture. But who knows? Yeah. So I'm thinking like applesauce, just an underseasoned <laughs> version of tamarind chutney. That's in a way. fine. That's a reach. That's a reach. This is uh, this is weird. But again, you enjoy what you enjoy. The steak and applesauce. That's a bizarre thing that I've never heard about. It's like pork chops and applesauce. Yeah, just just cow chop, beef chops, just beef beef chops and applesauce. Yeah, this is pretty normal, I guess. Uh, weird. All right, at Charlinatat, Fritos dipped in chocolate ice cream is the equivalent of fries in a milkshake on the yummy scale. Ooh, that sounds really lovely. Yeah. I, I love, I'm a big fan. Me and my girlfriend will like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take like a bowl of vanilla ice cream and <laughs> it's just like our little treat when we're like watching Stop. our shows <laughs> and we'll put a little bit of cornflakes on it and then like, oh. I don't know, a little bit of honey and sea salt and oh it's just what gosh. a treat. Um, God, we're freaking adorable. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, Fritos and chocolate ice cream sound really good, better than fries and a milkshake to me. Yeah. Uh, the chocolate ice cream and the Fritos, it all makes sense to me. It sounds really good. Yeah, Fritos have such, they're so salty and they're so, so corny. They're so corny. They're I'm like corny for Fritos. Cool. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, again, Wood Flannery says, raw green beans are better than cooked ones. Don't at me. But I'm, the point of this is that we're going to at you, Wood Flannery. Wood, Wood Flannery, I'm adding you right now. Uh, come to my house and have some green bean stew and you will change your mind. Have you ever had raw green beans? Maybe like once or twice. I don't know if I've ever had them like truly raw. I know. I've like. Well, I, I've probably munched on well, them. Well, one thing that I do at the grocery store whenever I'm buying green beans for my mom is I always like uh, taste one just mm. to see like how they, if they're mushy or like if they're like okay in the middle. But like it's not an enjoyable thing. It's more like a thing I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's like when I when I taste like a raw chicken breast, I'm just like, I just need to make sure. No, that it's <laughs> no that's wrong. That's bad I for have you. had chicken sashimi in LA. You told that me. Was, that was a pretty cool experience. That's Do- illegal. Illegal. Also illegal in Japan, which is funny, I think. Well, that's because um, their chickens are probably treated a little bit differently. No, it's it's illegal in Japan now. It's illegal now. Yeah. Where is it legal? No uh, I mean, I probably places with just like less stringent laws that they don't really, mm-hmm. really gaff about it. But um, yeah, but I assumed it was something that was like, oh, this is popular in Japan, illegal in the States, and this place is doing it kind of underground. But they're like, no, it's illegal in Japan too, and it's pretty gross. Gross. And it was, but I'm it glad was I gross? tried it. Yeah, not good, not good. Not like sushi. No, it has a real kind of snappy texture to it. And also oh. chicken, raw chicken is almost kind of like milky, bland, and bacterial. It tastes bacterial? Yeah, you know that little kind of like, bacterial funk you get from like kind of just organ meats and, and stuff like that. And like chances are you won't get sick, but you know, probably don't. I, I'm not the person to opine on food safety. <laughs> All right. At 
Econosp. We're, you ever think about how many names we butcher? Uh, all of them. But okay. my name's been butchered my whole life, so whatever. Ooh, girl. Payback. Snaps from Nicole Handizade. <laughs> um, I prefer mustard over ketchup in 99% of any and all situations, except for one. <laughs> I will dip my carrots in ketchup. What? That's not even a situation where you would dip it in mustard. No. That's not like a... <laughs> I thought they were going to be like, you know, I don't know, I dip my hot dogs in ketchup. <laughs> and it's like, oh, some people do my... Carrots and ketchup. I mean, I, I, I love ketchup, so I, I'm down with it. Okay, let me tell you what's going on right now. So when they were kids, they probably like... Their mom was, or dad was like, hey, honey, I'm going to put you some mini hot dogs. Take a look and enjoy them, okay? And then the mom was like, she had an episode. And she, <laughs> stop, let me finish. And she's like, oh, no, the, the cocktail weenies are no longer there. Let me get to put something similar for my child. And then they put carrots, mini carrots. And then the kid was like, hmm, these are weird hot dogs, but I'll still eat them. Because kids don't do anything you tell mm-hmm. them because they're so impressionable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happened. You believe that this person's <laughs> mom, when they were a child, had an episode and replaced <laughs> their hot dogs with carrots. Carrots informing their condiment choices for the rest of their life. Yes, I yeah, do. I'll buy that. Uh, cool. I guess we can move on because we we solved it. We solved that mystery. Good news. Good news. Eco Nas, get go to therapy. Okay. Next up, I've got to say I pe- I peeped this next one really quick. I peeped I peeped this next one really quick. This is the wild. This is the wildest set of I opinions. I haven't seen it yet. We ever had. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me read it. Let me read it in real time. Okay. At okay. B-Flakes says, I like to replace my bread with onion. <laughs> Taking the outermost layer, cutting it in half, and placing ham, sharp cheddar, and a squirt of mustard between the two halves. I talk about it at work, and all I get are skeptical looks. <laughs> Where do you think they work? <laughs> Lowe's. <laughs> I was imagining like a Bank of America teller. Really? No. Just like... A slow day at Bank of America, just turn into your fellow teller and be like, hey, 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 Julie. Hey, Julie, did yeah. you know that I like to replace my bread with onions? No, no, no. This is at Lowe's when they're like stacking up the floorboards and stuff. And they're like, hey, Peter, I never told you this, but uh, you know how like you use bread for sandwiches? Guess what I do? Listen, listen, listen. Onions. And they're just like, bro, what the F? No, this is this is weird. Like, it's probably like a low-carb option or something. Uh-huh. Still, like, I wouldn't want to sit next to you on, like, a bus. I'm down with the smell of onions. I, I accept Raw onion smell in another person's mouth? Oh, that's a fair amount. And when we did that whole Captain Crunch thing on TikTok and we had, like, just 20 pounds of chopped onions around us. That was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> that was brutal. I was crying the whole day. Well, there's, okay, what's what's a better low-carb sandwich option? Because have you seen those pickle subs that people are doing? Yeah, that's fine. I think that's awesome. Uh, cabbage, lettuce, yeah, protein style lettuce, lettuce. Wrap. Lettuce wrap. I I love lettuce wraps so much. CPK has the best lettuce wraps <laughs> I've ever had in my darn life. I'm sorry, I love CPK so much. Um, uh, I've seen people. I've seen the craziest thing. People take slices of sweet potato and put them in the toaster, and it yeah. like toast. Is that real? Yeah, but there's no way that they're cooked. You can't. Yeah, right. There's no way they're cooked. I'm not crazy, right? No, you would start like for that sweet potato to actually get cooked in the toaster. It would have to release a fair amount of moisture, right? That's what I'm saying. And then that moisture would just like drip into the toaster and ruin it. Yeah, why not just air fry two thick slabs and call it a day? You like, could literally just microwave the sweet potatoes and it would work out. Yeah, better but for microwaving you. isn't a, microwaving <laughs> isn't sexy. Like air fryer is sexy. <laughs> air fryers Micro- are sexy. Yeah, like microwaves are sexy. I'm corny for air fryers. <laughs> I'm corny for microwaves. I cook a lot of the food. 
on GMM with microwaves. Yeah, we got our sous chef microwave and then junior <laughs> sous chef Trevor. Trevor's just underneath microwave. Not in terms of like, you know, of, of, of rank or efficient, just in terms of payment. We, we pay the microwave more. All right, at suburban underscore Chud. If it doesn't come from a lactating mammal, it should not be called milk. Show me the tits on an almond. <laughs> Show me the tits on an almond is the funniest thing I've ever heard, but also this is incredibly ignorant about the etymology of the actual word milk. The etymology of the word milk comes from Old English and has been used, it literally just means to rub or extract, and so the term almond milk has literally been used for hundreds of years, and now that people who others have deemed quote-unquote soy boys, or I suppose almond boys, are drinking milk alternatives, somehow people try and use this as, you know, uh, millennials trying to change the history of words, but the people who say that almond milk shouldn't be called milk are the actual ignorant ones trying to change definition of words. Milk has nothing to do with tits, just rubbing them. I have nipples, Greg. (laughs) Would you milk me? (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I agree with everything you said. (laughs) I saw that glint in your eye. You were waiting for my like 90 second incoherent rant to drop. I have nipples, Greg. I was just staring at you like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Okay. Jasper, 36401375. Is that your social security number, bro? I'm trying it. Uh, frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are better than room temperature. Okay, this makes sense to me a little bit because whenever I used to have Encrustables, I would put them in the freezer for like five minutes. Mm. And the jelly would turn into this, oh my God, like cold peanut butter is like the bomb diggity. So I, I understand this and I really, really respect it and I really, really like it. So good job, Jasper. Security code, last name. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper, what's your mother's maiden name? What, and the model of your first car next time if you could. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean about cold nut butter. Yeah. It's really good. I think a fly just flew through my eye. Yeah, you're chilling. Oh that's God. about that's about how this day's been going. <laughs> fly going the eye. Just accept it. Just accept it. I think a fruit fly literally climbed into my I eyeball. make a peanut butter and banana sandwich every morning. I put it in the microwave for eight seconds. Everyone goes, Josh, you must eat so good. And I'm like, I do. I microwave my morning sandwich for eight seconds. Sushi <laughs> 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 microwave coming in the clutch every morning for me. Oh my that's God. Nicole. That's what I do before you and Trevor get here. I get here at 8.15. You you get here at 8.15? You tell us to come day. here at 9.15. Yeah, I like to my morning time. I get to microwave my sandwiches. I get to spend time with Sous Chef Mike. That's what I call him, Sous Chef Microwave. <laughs> the funniest day. Oh, my God. Do I have a fly in my eye? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. That's cool. Just <laughs> look, let it, look at my eye. Do, yeah, no, it's not there, I don't think. Yeah, it's the goy fly. <laughs> Come to come to bless our holidays. Okay. At supple oranges, frozen burritos are exceptional when eaten with sweet pickle relish, and I refuse to eat them any other way. Uh. This that's, this that's this segment. Gross. What Pandora's box have we opened up with? We thought when we were doing this opinion casserole segment that we'd get like eight opinions from people. Yeah. And some people would just be like, I don't like grapes. And Nicole and I would sit here and be like, oh, I don't know, grapes are pretty good. <laughs> but we have literally thousands of these and it is like playing Mad Libs with the food world where so people true. are like, I know it sounds crazy, but take adjective food, combine it with adjective non sequitur food in part of your house. They're like, I only like eating frozen popcorn burritos on my couch with cream. And it's like, what? Yeah, this is weird. Sweet pickle relish? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like, again, I all of this is like psychology, like child yeah. psychology. Yeah, yeah. Like you must have had a really delicious bite of meal and you've been trying to chase that high since you were four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't see it. Nicole and I are... are, are 
I think, basically licensed child psychologists because <laughs> kids love Mythical Kitchen. Uh, and so, yeah, anyone needs child psychological needs, come to me and Nicole. We got this. Yeah. Um, I as, so, as a child who grew up eating uh, microwave hot dogs with sweet chili sauce. <laughs> you just said <laughs> microwave hot dogs. <laughs> microwave hot dogs. Yeah, the G is silent in hot dog. So, so I'm going to eat microwave hot dogs with sweet chili sauce on it, and then I'd wrap it in foil and let it sit while I played uh, video games. <laughs> Um, but I never had like the the consoles that were out at the Josh, time. Josh, when you were when you were a chubby young man, yeah, yeah. were your hands fatter than they? No, 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 no. That's the crazy thing is my limbs, Nicole. My limbs were were very thin, very thin limbs, but this large barrel chest, <laughs> big old neck. I had parents come up to me, and I I was again like an eleven year old child, and they would come up to me and they go like, "Do you have a thyroid condition?" And I'd be like, "I'm eleven. Oh my god, what do you mean?" I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of microwave hot dogs in my diet, and I really loved it. So I kind of get the sweet pickle relish and burrito. What kind of parent, what kind of adult <laughs> asset to it? Would I know what a thyroid? Like, also, if you see, like, a kid that you think might have cancer, and you go up to him and just go, like, hey, do you got cancer? That's <laughs> abhorrent. Don't do that. What if I did? I'm what so were you going to do about my Josh. thyroid condition if I did have one? Josh, adult? I'm so sorry. I would have been. I would have for sure been friends with you when you were, like, eight. Okay. Also, I like had friends. <laughs> Not like I was like I had a lot. I was popular. I was just you know a little big. And on that note, thank you for listening to a hot dog is a sandwich. If you want to hear more from us in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Nhendizade with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you next time. The only line I can tell you from any Robert De Niro movie is, I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? You talking to me? You milking me? <laughs> you milking my nipples, Greg? Greg?